I'm Emma Goldswell and welcome to FN Hormones, the podcast about perimenopause and beyond. Now, if you haven't listened before, it's basically me and three of my mates, Helen, Bina and Terry. And you get to hear us having a rant, a swear and as much of a laugh as we possibly can. Because let's face it, that's what we need at this time of life. I always say perimenopause and beyond because I'm actually menopausal, which, uh, yes, as I'm so clueless, I only found out when we started recording this podcast. Terry is Perry. Ooh, that rhymes. And on HRT. <laughs> as for Helen and Bina, well, in the last series, they didn't really know what was happening. It was a state of mind they just got used to. The brain fog made sure of that. Bloody dead. Uh, <laughs> so welcome back. This is the start of our second series. If you listen to the first one, then a massive thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And we really appreciate all your lovely reviews. And in fact, they did make us a little bit emotional at times reading them because one of the things we really wanted to do was make it okay to talk about your effing hormones. If you know someone who's struggling through this, Point them in our direction, please. And if you can write a review on Apple Podcasts, that means that more people can find us too. Now, later on in this series, you're going to hear from some brilliant guests, including a very sweary, very rude and very hilarious chat with crime writer Marnie Riches. But for this episode, it's just us. Yes, it's me and the Effin Hormones gang, my three mates, Bina, Terry and Helen, welcome back, ladies. Hello, hello, hello. We're back, we're back, we're back. From out of lockdown. Yeah, back after another lockdown. Um, so let's, shall we just, um, first of all, dwell on some of those amazing reviews that came in? Because I think everyone saw some that really affected them, didn't they? Terry, you seem to have a lot of people messaging you, didn't you? And lots of members of your family and so. <laughs> I did, yeah. Well, they were all paid to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I must, I must get my checkbook out. Um, no, we, we've had some amazing reviews, actually. We've had 100 ratings, 48 reviews, and one of them that, well, they've all been brilliant, actually, and, and it's really interesting reading what everyone's saying. One that stuck with me is it really made me laugh, but also it was slightly poignant because I think it's what we're all trying to say is that we're women are being ignored. This review was by um, someone called Universal Inclusion, and they wrote their review in, in Betty's tea shop, which I thought was brilliant. I just love the idea love of that. a woman sitting in a tea shop writing Perfect a review place. for a, a menopause podcast. This woman said that she's she'd finally got a female GP to listen to her to get a referral. A male GP stepped in and stopped the process. So she was feeling a bit frustrated, but felt empowered by listening to our podcast, which was which was really Aww. nice because I know that it's helping people. And the other one was hilarious. It was my um, my colleague messaged me. And she said, oh, I've been listening to your podcast with my two-year-old daughter in the back. And she's in the back of the car. So she's dri- she drives and she listens to it while she's driving. And she said her two-year-old daughter started chanting, Perry, 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 uh, in, in the back of the car, which really made me laugh. And in her message, she said, I better, I better put it on headphones before she starts chanting vaginal dryness at nursery. <laughs> so, so thanks for listening, Emily. But yeah, there's, there's, uh, yeah, there's so many people that, that are, yeah, that have surprised me. Do you know what? Considering some of the, some of the fruity language we've been coming out of the previous series, it's Perry, pretty good Perry, thing. Perry's that, like, yeah, that's not bad. That's like the tame <laughs> bit, isn't it? Really. Yeah. Really, oh, that's really. so. Thank you. I'll just thank you so much if you took the time to write a review. I have been, yeah, I've got 
My son's having his bath time again. Can you hear it in the background? Just hear had it. a little giggle, I think. If you hear a little giggle in the background, guys, my, it's my son's bath time because that's the time we record this podcast. But but yeah, thank you for leaving reviews. What really struck me was a guy that I know is a bit of a joker. He's a good fun guy. And... Um, I mean, he was so enthusiastic about it because basically it was like, this explains what's been going on with my other half. So I was really pleased about that because I just want it to be really inclusive and funny as well because we try and have a bit of a laugh about things as well, don't we? Yeah, well, well, I was just surprised at how it got to so many people. So I had someone messaging me who was in my bereavement group who said, I found your podcast. I hadn't even told them about it, but I found your podcast and I just want to tell you how brilliant it is and how wonderful. And, of course, I work with quite a lot of gay men as well. And, like, one young gay man who, you know really has not particularly a need to know about what's going on with the menopause. He's not necessarily ever going to have even a female partner, but just really enjoyed it and really learned things and really, like, had a real education listening to it. Oh, that's brilliant. So that was was really fun. Who's that, Emma? Uh, My friend Jake. Bless you, Jake, for listening. Oh, thanks, Jake. (laughs) We love you. And what about you, Pina? Have you um, had some good feedback from people listening? Yeah, what's surprising is is, uh, people who I haven't spoken to for years have got in touch and gone, oh, I'm listening to this. And, you know, I'm I'm 40 and a lot of my friends are sort of a bit younger, but they're like, right, I know what's coming. And I sort of feel quite tooled up now. Most people just love the fact that we're just a bit sweary and a bit bit mad with it. And and people are laughing. You know, this is, for me, that's a really big thing. People are having a good laugh at our... Expense, expense, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you can laugh at us any time. You can laugh at us. You write, write, um, an, write a review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, you can laugh as yeah. much as you like, darling. Thanks. <laughs> but uh, but <laughs> I think the kind of the sort of main sentiment that's coming through is this is making pe- people feel normal again. That they're not alone. They're not mad. That people are sort of being listened to, you know, or, or feel kind of part of something. That's it's not just all in their heads. So that for me is kind of the big thing, really. There might be somebody who's feeling a bit alone because we've got I've got the statistics of where people are listening and we've got one listener in Vietnam. Is this where we say good morning Vietnam? Yeah, good morning to our, <laughs> to our one listener in Vietnam. Bless you. Thank you for listening. Send us some questions. How many years have you been working in broadcasting, Emma, and you finally had the chance to say yeah. that in a bona fide way? Go on, give it some welly and do it again. I didn't do it as well as Robin Williams, though, did, did I? No. I'm no Robin Williams. Good morning, Vietnam! Love it. <laughs> sorry. I'm so I mean, sorry. We haven't even had a good fucking swear yet, either, Bina. Oh, fuck. We've not even... Oh, yeah, Jesus. <laughs> sorry, I'll stop cursing the Lord's name. <laughs> Time for a catch-up, though, I think, isn't it, really? Because um, as we know with the menopause and uh, Perry, it's uh, it's not a straight journey, is it? There's lots of ups and downs, and we haven't actually had a chance to chat to each other for quite a few weeks. So last time we spoke, you may remember that I just paid quite a large sum of money to go private because I could never get hold of my doctor, and I was just sick and tired of all my menopausal symptoms. So I decided to take it into my own hands and go private and get myself some HRT. And I think last time we spoke, I just had blood tests and they were going to decide what they were going to do with me. So for the last two months, I have been taking HRT. Mm. Um, as a pump, as a as a cream that I rub on my skin, I can rub it onto my um, wrists and my upper, upper arm here, or I can rub it onto my inner thigh. So it depends where I fancy each day. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I was really, really excited because we'd spoken to 
Colette Walsh, who said that... I mean, her story really touched me because she she got it in Spain and it seemed to me like it was almost an overnight cure. You know, she went and had these patches and was it was revolutionary just within a week. But I have to say, for me, it was a real slow burner and it took weeks and weeks. I was like, nothing's happening. Nothing is happening. I was still sweating like a pig, having my night sweats, having my mood swings going up and down, still on the antidepressants and nothing was changing, really. So I rang up and complained and they said, well, do it for a bit longer because it can take like three or four weeks to kick in. Then when that didn't kick in, they said double dose, I was double pumping in the evening. And I think it's you been were. a very gradual improvement. I was double pumping. <laughs> hey, lucky you. Boom, boom. Um, but yeah, it was a very slow and gradual improvement. And I think you may notice, actually, this is the first time we've recorded this programme where I haven't had my fan that right fan? next to me. No. Yes, I have noticed. No, no yes. fan. Yeah, wow. and I think my, it's, it's been... Yay! Yes, it's been a very slow, gradual journey over the last two months. But I, I'm not saying that I'm having no hot flushes, but the effect of them is a lot less, so I'm not dripping in sweat. I might just have to take my jumper off and then I'm all right ten minutes later. So I think I am finally, slowly but surely, getting there. So we're not totally out of the woods yet, but I do feel very, very... feel that I'm getting there and it's nearly the end of my symptoms. So, yes, that's where I'm at. Go on, Bina. So sleep, sleep was a big thing for you, or lack of. How's that? Yeah, I mean, still up and down, but last night... I slept from half 11 at night till four in the morning before I woke up, which oh, for me... that's really good for you. ...is incredible. I mean, I had insomnia after that, but that's not to do with the menopause. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> so I didn't... So, I, you know, my brain just works overload. But, yeah, so I actually slept for, what's that, like four and a half hours. Like, normally it was like waking up every hour or two. So, you know, I think we are getting there. Oh, brilliant. And, and also, I feel like this woman is like my private drug dealer. So when I rang her up last time... <laughs> so I've gone for a higher... I've got a higher dosage now of oestrogen. And then I, I also said, oh, maybe I should try some testosterone as well. And she said, OK. So she's put testosterone in it. So I've literally started taking testosterone as well in the last two days. So I'll have to update you maybe next next series. How whether exciting. That's, whether that's had a difference. If you come to us in a, in a few weeks and we're doing our Zoom and you've got a beard, we'll know it's working. <laughs> <laughs> so, Emma, what, what, um, what are you taking? What's the, uh, what's the cream? So I've got this um, tube of cream, uh, which doesn't smell of anything, but it says it's got one milligram of estrogen, which is estrogen, um, 100 milligrams progesterone, and testosterone, one milligram per 0.3 milliliters. Oh, so it's combined. So it's combined, yes, yeah, a bit of everything in one tube. That I put wow. Arms mm. or legs. So what? One pump in the morning, one pump in the evening, and uh, yeah, so hopefully that'll sort me right out. And I'm definitely, definitely getting less hot flushes. Oh, I'm so, so pleased to hear that, Ames. That's yeah, good. And I might even That's shout great. my girlfriend less, so that'd be nice, won't Because, <laughs> I mean, the last, the last time you talked to us about this, I mean, you said that you basically just went out into the back garden and just cried because you were just waking up every three times an hour. That, that was like in the last episode. So, you know, to hear that that's improve for you i'm so pleased so happy yeah, for you and mate. it's more it's not just the hot flushes is it it's the up and down with emotions and you just i used to wake up in the middle of the night with this horrible rage mm. and there's nothing happening it's not like i'm stressed about anything because it's the middle of the fucking night mm. but i just wake up and feel really angry with the world and really oh, i just want to scream and punch someone um and that's all hormones and that's what it can do to you so i do think that this is working for me fantastic so, hallelujah yay brilliant Ah! 
Can you ask your GP now to give you that so you don't have to keep buying it privately? That's my next stage, yes, to um, actually try and get hold of my GP. So let's Episode try that again, two. Because I'm <laughs> still trying to get hold of my GP. About Series four. More like war and peace, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> trying to get through to the GP. Oh, well, it's no oh, laughing matter, though, really, to be no, fair. I mean, terrible, it should not be it? this difficult to get hold of your GP, never mind anything else. So even just get a book, book in for an appointment, it shouldn't. So hang on, it was like, it was June, wasn't it, when we recorded and it came out in July. So from June to now, and it's September, you've still not managed to get through to your GP. No, I've not tried every day, but I've tried several days. You have to ring at half eight in the morning and by the time you get through, it's nearly nine o'clock and then they say all the appointments are gone for today and you can't book one for the future. And that's the way it goes. But I think now it's September, it might be easier. Why don't you send an email to the uh, to the practice and say that uh, how many times you've tried and, and it's just disgusting and ask them to ring you back? Yeah, I can try that, but I will. Otherwise, I'll ring them for you and do that because I'm, I'm disgusted on your behalf. Yeah. Set Terry on the warpath. Absolutely. Uh, right, well, that's me. Bina, you've got some news as well, haven't you? Things yeah. have changed since Things we last spoke. Things have changed. So, so where I was at was I, you know, I have polycystic ovaries. And I was struggling to really find where the polycystic stuff sort of ended and the peri symptoms kind of started. And I went for some more blood tests and another scan on my ovaries. And and then I went for another blood test because they wanted to do it at different points in my cycle, which was brilliant because no one's ever done that before. Wow. Um, so that was quite impressive. And then all my results came back. That took a little while for everything to come back, but everything came back. And I had my GP call me and I think... We were talking for over half an hour, which is quite something, really. Mm. I mean, I was actually standing in a car park. I just paid on the pay and display machine. I was just standing in this car park and I just thought, I, I have to have this conversation now. I, I, I know that if I don't have it now, it could just be on more and more weeks. Mm. And so basically she went through all the results and she was very kind of, right, okay, well, this this looks like this could be a perimenopausal symptom. And so top and tail of it was, I've also been prescribed HRT. Woo! Um, but I have these wow. patches. Everol. Oh. Are they Everol Sequi? Everol Sequi. Everol Sequi. Yeah. So I've not started using it yet because I'm going on holiday very soon. And, you know, you have to stick these patches on and I don't want to get in a swimming pool and all Are that kind of stuff. they the ones that go on your bum? They go on, yeah. So, so there's they, like they these kind of... Buttocks. Is that the same thing? There's actually a diagram of where I can correctly apply it. So basically, you've got this massive long thing, which is just like the scariest, scariest, double-sided. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I reckon Jeff Bezos's penis rocket had a smaller manual (laughs) than this. Like, it's just ridiculous. I'm just like reading it going, what on earth? And then it goes, if you you put your first patch on Monday and then you have to change it on Thursday, you have to change again on Monday. And then anyway, so this is kind of like, this literally is war and peace about how to do it and when you should do it. And if you have a period, then do it then. And if you don't have a period, have to wait five days. Anyway, I can't start this just yet. Despite the fact that I've been desperate, I, I think I just have to go away on holiday and I just don't want to be having side effects and stuff on holiday and I want to be in and out of the swimming pool and in the sun and stuff. So so come October, I'm going to get fully stuck in, get my head round it and basically see how I go. And we've kind of agreed on three months with a review and just see how I get on, basically. And I, I was very keen on, you know, she did give me the option of having a tablet or 
other options and I just was very keen to not have anything that I ingested just to start with because you know it's still sort of am I am I not but I am more am Perry than I'm not (laughs) if that makes sense so you are Perry so this is a big deal How, how does that feel mentally to be part of the Perry gang uh, well, I mean, again, it's not a gang you want to be part of massively, but or like you don't really want to be winning at Perry Trumps. But um, I, I'm relieved. I'm really relieved. And when I got off the phone to this GP in the car park, I mean, I couldn't stop thanking her for a start. And then I actually, I actually had a little, not a big cry, but I literally was like, oh my god, you know, the relief. Um, and then I texted you girls like straight away. I was you like, did. ah. Yeah. You know, and yeah, so no, I feel good. I feel good. I think I'm just now it's sort of happened after a good few years of wrestling with it. I'm looking forward to seeing what these patches bring. Well, this is it though, you see, because forewarned is forearmed. You know now, you know, yeah. and you can and you can probably do stuff about it because you actually officially know. So that's a start, isn't it? And what's nice is there's a good positive story about a GP responding to some yeah. of the menopausal symptoms know, this, to this is why I'm mine. <laughs> even more outraged by yours, though, Emma, because mm. I think I've just, you know, the last... I mean, all the, all the GPs I've seen over, over the last few years have been amazing, but the, the last two female middle-aged GPs have been incredible. Like, they've just taken the time, they've listened, they've not battered me off, they've not just gone, no, no, you can't possibly... They don't just look at age and stats and figures, they just they sort of have looked at me and they've listened and, I, yeah, I just feel really vindicated. That's right. amazing. Hooray! Really good to hear. A clap for your GP. Whee! Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> right, Terry, how have you been getting on then? What's the update since we last chatted? Well, actually, I was on um, Everell Sequi for about nine months. So I was on what you've just been prescribed, Bina, and I immediately started to feel better. But over time, I was starting to get more of the symptoms back. I was starting to get hormonal migraines back again. I don't know if I mentioned this to you last time we spoke. So I asked if I could go on the estrogel. So what you've got, Emma, is is the gel and the um, progesterone combined. I take the gel and the progesterone as a, as a eutrogestin, which is a, a tablet, I take them. So I take the gel every day, gel instead now, instead of this uh, patch. And I take the progesterone, which is called eutrogestin, for about 10 to 12 days of my cycle. I'm feeling so much better on the estrogen side of it. But when I take the progesterone, it's, it's really affecting me. So I think I might have to change the way I take it and I might have to take it topically, which means probably vaginally, because at the moment I take it as a pill, but it feels like I've got the worst PMT ever when I start those 10 days of that part of the cycle. So, so on the whole, I'm feeling loads, loads better. But on the other, I have days where I feel like that rage is still there and I feel like the worst PMT ever. So I think I I still need to try and get the combination right. But I think the gel is definitely working for me. So that's where I'm at with with my HRT. But I think it's not just about HRT. And we've talked to women who've said that HRT doesn't work for them. For me, I think it's a combination of things. So I don't know if I've ever mentioned this, but I I have therapy because last year I went through a very difficult time health-wise, which I had a really big health scare. As a result of it, I got anxiety, which I'd never experienced before. And anxiety is very much a very big part of what a lot of women go through during menopause as well, you know. So I still have cognitive behavioural therapy quite regularly, which is helping me both with the symptoms of menopause, but also in how to deal with 
the things that make me rage and learning how to sort of tackle things that before have really, really sort of sent me over the edge. So it's a bit of a combination of of life changes as well as doing the yoga and I'm still doing mindfulness. All these things as well as HRT, I think, are making me feel more myself. Good for you. Good for you on the yoga as well. Did HRT help your anxiety, though? Because it's, you know, it's. It, I think it's helping me in terms yeah, so of the I, mental up and downs. Yeah, I immediately felt the benefits of HRT and maybe it's the placebo effect. I don't know, but I doubt it. But when I first started taking the patches, I immediately felt like a bit of a weight had come off me. It's hard to describe the the feeling of anxiety when, especially as I'd never had anxiety before. So, you know, it was partly because of perimenopause and partly because of anxiety, because of a, a reason for the anxiety, which was why I was having it. But it certainly helped with things like our, uh, the palpitations I was getting, that feeling of fight or flight, that dread, that, you know, sweaty palms and the, you know, that has really calmed down a lot with, with um when I'm on the oestrogen side of things, I start to get those feelings back when I go onto the progesterone, which is why I need to get the combination right. But the fact that I know that I have had days where I felt so much more myself, I know that it's my hormones. And I think that's quite reassuring knowing that a lot of this is not in my head. It's not, I'm not having a breakdown. I'm not going to end up in a psychiatric institute because that's where I thought I was going to end up. Um, And if I do, even somebody has said on on something I was listening to, at least you'll be looked after, you know, what's the worst thing that can happen? And which is probably what CBT helps with. It makes you think about what's the worst that could happen. Actually, the realisation isn't, it won't be that bad. So on the whole, yes, it's really helped with anxiety, but I think I've had to do other things to get me out of my head as well as the sort of hormonal side of things. Like a bit more yoga with Adrian. We've talked about her. Oh, we love yoga with Adrian. I, I don't know how I'd have survived the last... 15 months without doing that because I'd know you know I, I, I joked about it once in one of our episodes I'm not really one of those yoga people and I really really did judge people who were into yoga and thought oh god um, so yeah so just I actually just before we started recording as well I still get my roll mat out every night in my bedroom and you know good at least good half girl. an hour just nice you know even if I just lie bit there a downward and dog bit, yeah. a bit of dog in yeah um, you know just <laughs> no, oh that's a different podcast sorry um, <laughs> oh, that's your other um, podcast. Is that, is that the car park around the corner? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but listen, good for you for like doing all the stuff, for doing everything to sort of make yourself feel as good as you can. You know, it's it, it's it's a lot of work. But, well, um, I think it's empowering yeah. doing it. I mean, even the like it today, yeah, yeah, I was work, I was working, and I was starting to feel a bit agitated. And I thought, right, what are the things that help me to to feel get rid of this sort of PMT feeling and the feeling of like mm-hmm. Emma mentioned it, the rage. I don't know where that comes from. I really could kill people sometimes if my neighbour starts hormones. with this effing hormones, isn't it? Do you, do you write strong-worded letters at four in the morning when you're, like, raging? That's what you should yeah. do, Terry. You yeah. should just yeah. vent all that rage. Set the world like... to rights. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, definitely. But, no, I'm, uh, yeah, no, I do. I went out for a walk. I thought, right, I'm just going to go. And I and I did my, you know, go out. Mindfulness can be about just being present, breathing, thinking about, you know, your breath and your your, your body, really. That's, that's all it is. And just taking that time to, you know, invest in me and reinvest in myself. It's like a, it's like 
reinvesting in you, isn't it? And and like you put petrol in a car, don't you? You have to do the things to nurture your body and your soul and your your spirit. I've got going all a bit hippie, but these exactly. are the things that you've, you've got to do. So, yeah. Every now oh, and again, you have to take you yourself in for service, don't you, Terry? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Sail exactly. away, sail away. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That's, that's, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, dear God. Oh, dear. Troy. Effin hormones. The perimenopause with no taboos. Hey gang, just to let you know, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. So what is BetterHelp? Well, it's online therapy, Ems. BetterHelp matches you to one of 32,000 licensed therapists based on your location and your preferences. And then you can access therapy from your laptop or your phone. Now you've had therapy, haven't you, Ems? And you're quite happy to talk about it too. Yeah, and it's really important to talk about it because it has helped me and it has helped so many people. And we talk about mental health all the time on our podcast, don't we? Because my mental health wasn't awful, but it went crashing downhill after I hit what I thought was the midlife crisis and then got even worse when I was actually perimenopausal. And I so benefited from seeing a therapist. It massively, massively helped. If you could sum it up in one sentence, what therapy's done for you. Can you sum it up in one sentence, like how beneficial it's been? It's helped me appreciate the goodness in myself and the goodness in the world, I think. Mm. It's helped me not to dwell on the negative. Love that. To find out more about it and to get 10% off your first month, head to betterhelp.com slash hormones. That's betterhelp.com slash hormones. Anyway, Terry, do you remember last series that um, you were not very keen with the name of one of our features, um, Perry Trumps? <laughs> yeah. Do, do you remember yeah, this? I do, yeah, yeah. Do you also remember that you managed to sneak out of declaring your scores? Do you remember that from last season? Did I? <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at that yeah. innocent face. Oh, God, yeah. I, still have, I still haven't counted up my, uh, tied up my scores. Well, our Helen has discovered that you somehow got out of it. I'm going to make you do it now. <laughs> oh, yeah, really? You've got to, do, you got to tot up, tot up your Perry Trumps. Yeah. But also, oh, in honour of you and how much you hate the feature, we're going to rename this week's episode Terry Trumps. Yay! <laughs> Terry Trumps. Oh, I mean, it's, the, it's, the Trump, it's, it's the Trumps bit you don't like, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, so funny. Is, right, so yeah. when, we were, when I was planning all of this before we recorded anything, right, we've got a Google Doc <laughs> and um, I'd put down Perry Trumps in it. And bless, you know, you could put these like, little notes next to it. You can contribute to the Google Doc. And you've done that, Terry. And you put, yeah, I, people might think that you, this is another word for fart, and people might think that that's what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, mate... <laughs> That's the whole point. Oh, come on. You know I'm the, I'm the prude of the gang. It's like, oh, my God. Some, sometimes I'm just like, oh, cringe. Yeah, but you've but, not, uh, you're not even mentioned vaginal dryness in this episode. What's going on? Yeah. Oh, I don't need to now. You have. <laughs> it's, not, it's not an episode I, of that. I really, really don't have vaginal. How do you actually say it? Vaginal or vaginal? This has been keeping me up at night. You say it every time. I like it. <laughs> because cause you guys say it differently. I'm always unsure which way, uh, way to say it. Anyway, I yeah, say vaginal, no. you vaginal. say vaginal. Let's call the whole thing <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> you say tomato. 
Terry, yeah. we're not going to let you get out of it. I think that um, you know this, that um, if you're wondering what the scores are, they are available on the FN Hormones website. website. Remind right, everyone of the address, please. Oh, it's FNHormones.com. <laughs> no G. <laughs> Right, okay. and then oh and then God, when you go like to the Steve FN, Ryder. I'll do it with you actually. So I'll do it now. So when you go to the FN Hormones website, fnhormones.com, click on the features. So in the top banner, click on features, and then one of you might have to top while I read out. You scroll down, and you've got Perry Trump's the scorecard, the game you really don't want to win. Okay, so we've got Night Sweats mm-hmm. two. Vaginal dryness, no. Are you sure <laughs> yeah, about that, Terry? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, we have established that also includes frequent... Weird all uh, the time. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I do have that, five. Low libido, actually my libido improved on... Um, so basically both of you have that to look forward to. Oestrogen improved my libido quite a lot at one point. Body odour, nah. Um, irregular heartbeat, five. Well, we've five. not seen you, so we can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> smell lovely done over and itchy skin online. six itchy skin six yeah what's the total go on the total for Terry is 61 oh that's not that high so you're above no. Bina mm. I think you were 62 Emma oh well, we're very similar then yeah you're around oh, yeah. the yeah mm. there we go oh. finally so you didn't you didn't get away with it Tessa <laughs> Terry Trump's rocks oh god Ooh. Terry, you've lost at Terry Trumps. How do you feel? Oh. Terry Trumps. <laughs> I hate the name. <laughs> I mean, if, I, if the listeners could see your face now, uh, it's just brilliant. Let me just explain. If, if you can't remember, the reason why it's a riff on Trumps is because it's like farts and digestive issues is a massive problem in Perry and Mano. And there, yeah. there you go. Uh, yeah. well, it's also the name of the game. Well, but we've, we, we've brushed that under the carpet. Commented it. <laughs> Right, there you go. We've all done an update apart from Helen. So, Helen, what have you discovered on your wonderful journey through Perry, or maybe not, over the last few weeks? Well, I still don't know if I'm actually Perry, but I do know that I have histamine intolerance and I have been going on about this a bit in the first series and I've been a bit unsure about it and I've been grappling with my diet, but I haven't been officially diagnosed with this. I'm waiting for an appointment with a private doctor, which I booked in May and I've actually got in January because she's that busy. Wow. Um, But I wanted, I really, really want to explain to people what histamine intolerance is because surprise surprise like so many other things that go on at this time of life the symptoms overlap with so much of a perimenopausal symptoms or so many of the other things that can happen at this time of life and I'm really really passionate about raising awareness of it because what I've discovered is that some of the treatments that I've been having down the years because I've been grappling with this for five years now have actually made it worse so I really want people to be aware of what the symptoms are and how how it happens and what's happening in my body. And just quickly, is it more common in midlife then? Yes, it's very much, again, surprise, surprise, it's very much more common in women, perimenopausal women, because there's this massive relationship between histamine and oestrogen dominance. And in perimenopause, because your hormones are flailing wildly all over the place, it can increase the histamine intolerance and that's when the symptoms come out really badly. Let me explain what it is, okay? Mm. Because if I say histamine intolerance to you, it's not an allergy. An allergy is where you have something that then releases histamine, very large amounts of histamine, very quickly into your body, and it can be massively dangerous, and we know that some allergies mm. can be Which fatal, Which is why you right? take an antihistamine if you've got... Why you take an antihistamine. Hay fever or other stuff, yeah. 
Yeah. With histamine intolerance, it comes on gradually. You can raise your histamine by doing cardio exercise. You can also have an increase in histamine through anxiety and stress. You can have an increase in histamine through eating certain foods. And diet is the main way that you manage histamine intolerance. And so I've been really delving deep into my diet. I keep mentioning this, but it's, it's how you manage histamine intolerance, okay? If you think of it like red, amber and green, so you've got green foods, which are absolutely fine, amber foods, which they either enable the release of histamine in your body or they dampen down an enzyme called DAO. Now, when you've got histamine intolerance, if you're normal with this, if you don't have any problems, you release histamine and you've got this enzyme called DAO, which breaks down histamine and gets it out of your body. So sometimes people can have an impairment with the amount of DAO that they produce, and that's what causes the histamine intolerance. Sometimes you can have estrogen dominance, which causes an increase in histamine, and that causes the histamine intolerance. So there are all these different ways that you can have it. So some of the foods interact with the DAO. Some foods actually make you release histamine into your body. So those are like the red foods that you're like, okay, and guess what, right? Chocolate, alcohol, gluten. Oh, <laughs> right? Um, and actually, I've mentioned this before, but I always say spinach and avocado, which I'm just gutted about because I've been eating a pretty healthy diet for years to try and deal with these, what I thought were perimenopausal symptoms for years and years and years. Spinach and avocado were like massive go-tos for me. Um, so I've had to completely look at my diet and I'm, I'm writing everything down. You have to do a really detailed food diary. So at the moment, I'm going through this process of writing down what I eat every single day. I'm taking this whole range of supplements that I've done research into, which are making me feel a lot better. It's really complicated, to be honest. And it's, it? it is really complicated. It's like this massive, massive detective mission that I'm on. And listen, I'm just going to run through some of the symptoms now because I really want people to be aware of it because I was put on antidepressants for two years. I was also put on contraceptives after that as a way of kind of managing my hormonal issues. And unfortunately, some antidepressants can make histamine intolerance worse. And I'm absolutely convinced that that's oh, what's gosh. happened to me. So what uh, are the symptoms that you're getting then? How did you okay, figure so that you the symptoms this? are rashes. So I get urticaria. You know, it looks like heat rash itching and it's like a feeling of crawling all over your skin kind of itching flushing is on the list i've never had any flushing ibs indigestion breathlessness heart palpitations i've been sent to a and e i mean this was when i was still drinking alcohol because i gave up drinking booze in march right if i drink even half a glass of wine i wake up at two in the morning with heart palpitations and one time i'd gone out I'd, I'd had two glasses of white wine and a pizza out with the family and I got sent to A&E at two o'clock in the morning because I, I rang them at 111 and my heart was pounding and I had all the, I can't remember what it's called, but you know when they have these things that they stick all over you and check ECG. your heart. Um, I had an ECG, yeah. So that's what happens to me if I drink alcohol. So yeah, it's so much fun, guys. That's um, so unfair, Helen. It's really shit, to be frank. Mm -hmm. It's really shit. Um, I like say some of the symptoms are similar to menopause, so it's um, well. Let me let me go through the rest. Crossing over. Of them. Yeah. So my migraines, dizziness, anxiety, panic, joint pains, and nasal congestion. And so, let me explain as well why the reason why I thought it was perimenopause for so long. I mentioned that so estrogen dominance releases histamine, and in turn histamine then increases estrogen. So it's like a vicious cycle, and so. 
the times when I was having increased estrogen in my cycle, that's when I was feeling really crap. So at ovulation and just before my period. And it was honestly, it was regular as clockwork. I have tracked it for, I've actually tracked it for five years now. And so I can't, so and I took HRT as well. That was another clue that told me because I took HRT. I was putting estrogen into my body and my heart was pounding after five days. I was getting this awful migraine, came straight off the HRT, step, felt, felt better. So all these things, it's taken me five years to work all this out. You know. But you're all right when you're pregnant, which also makes sense, then, doesn't it? So the whole pregnancy thing is really interesting because the body creates this that enzyme, DAO, 500 times more when you're pregnant in order to protect the baby from the histamine that's in your body. So I felt brilliant when I was pregnant. I felt brilliant when I was breastfeeding. Babies, <laughs> I was just going to say. Solution. Just get well, pregnant, <laughs> Mate, I'm 46. I've been crying. <laughs> you could be like Janet Jackson. She has them. Yeah. <laughs> Well, listen, my little boy was born through IVF and I've got to tell you, I'd never go through that again. <laughs> I don't want to do it again. No way. No, it wasn't a serious suggestion, Helen. Isn't that what doctors do, though, isn't it? They say, basically, get over these problems, have a baby, get pregnant. That's that's often the issue, what they say to women when they're having... With, with all sorts, endometriosis and pain and, and ovarian so, issues. So, and... Someone told me the other day that they were told to just stay on the pill continuously until whatever age and then they're just sort of menopausal just happen but because they're on well, the pill they won't know oh i was oh, just like really sake. really that's what your doctor told you well listen i had one female gp say to me that i had health anxiety and um she made me I'm, and i'm just going to say it because I, I know that not all we've had good, good stories of gps but i had such a bad experience with a female gp after about three years of going back and forth to the same surgery trying to identify what and i just still didn't know what was wrong at this point and i just used to weep and she was getting fed up with me and she kind of got a bit angry and she then just said well you've got health anxiety and i do you know what i thought i thought it's game over now. I can't do anything with this woman because she, everything is just going to be put down to anxiety now. And the fact is I have something. No one seems to know about it. And I'm really, really passionate about people knowing about it because it, it's there. And they think that actually loads of people have this without even realising. So anyway, there you go. Being a bit serious, but, you know, that's been my life for the past five years. And I, I really think want we've all had to a doctor like it. that, though, sadly, haven't we? Who's just, they just haven't got time for you, have they? They've just got so many patients waiting and they just have very low tolerance of things that they don't understand and they just want to get rid of you quickly, don't they, I think, which is a shame. Uh, but anyway, listen... On the positive note, I'm feeling so much better. The migraines, uh, I'm, not, I'm not getting the migraines touch wood anymore. I'm very, very careful with my diet, as you know. I'm doing my yoga, I'm doing my meditation. And let me credit where my source is, because I just, at the Newson Clinic, have got a PDF that's out there on the internet about histamine intolerance and also the menopause consultancy both been absolutely brilliant and um, Dr Tina Pears if you want to find out more about this there's loads on her website she's uh, an expert in this area as well if you want to find out about it Excellent thank you Helen so we're all on HRT and meanwhile you just can't drink wine or eat spinach so that's your treatment (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit shit really isn't it Helen Um, do you know what? I, it's it's the, the booze the booze thing is a bit sort of like because you know you you girls know I was I was a party animal right? Come on, yeah. this is you wouldn't have, none of you would have said that this is what <clears> I'm doing, would you? I'm yeah, an ex raver. Yeah, full I mean, raver, full raver. It won't stop you dancing, will it, Helen? You still be able to dance? Oh God, no! I'll still be able to boogaloo. Of course yeah. I will. <laughs> Never stop the boogaloo. That's what I say. Big fish, little fish, HRT. <laughs> 
It could be something, Terry. Work on that. I reckon, I reckon you should get a some old Hacienda DJ to see what they can knock up with you. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, wonderful catch-up, girlies. Thank you. We're all up to date. Um, we're not going to do effings, but I think it'd be really nice if we all picked a tune for our Spotify playlist. The time to update that. Bina, what are you going to go for, darling? A track that I'd like to add to the playlist is Super Styling by Groove Armada. Oh, yes. Brilliant. Yeah, that's kind of how I'm feeling at the moment. Oh, I love that tune. I love that tune. I'm really happy about that, Bina, because I I felt that there's not been enough dance music on it. So (laughs) I'm very happy about that. Thank you. Hooray. Thank you. Is that Super Styling because you're feeling so blooming super after kind of knowing what's going on and feeling empowered and all that yeah yeah it's been a good summer you know uh, after a crazy ash year and uh, feeling on top of the world i saw a friend who i went to university with we lived together at university over the weekend not seen her for a few years and yeah we were just chatting about music that we used to go out dancing to and stuff like that and we were mm-hmm. going through our playlists and then we put that on and both of us just went mental so yeah, it's great but yeah also yeah i'm feeling pretty good at the moment so oh yeah that's good that's good, good. and in fact your choices that your choices inspired me because i was going to choose another noisy shouty angst-ridden teenage dirtbag tune but i've changed my mind now go, go on, on then go go on a bit of i was going to go for another because so I've chosen Enya because I'm such a massive fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just thinking, I was going to choose Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit just because it's such a great tune and I heard Nirvana earlier today and I've forgotten how absolutely fucking awesome they are. And I thought it was a nice, good shouty number, but I thought, actually, no, Bean has done something that has chosen a song that is more related to where she is now. Mm-hmm. So hopefully I've gone past the shouty, sweary, angst-ridden period of my menopause mm-hmm. and the song that just popped into my head as Bina was speaking so therefore I'm going to choose it is I can see clearly oh, the rain yeah. has gone oh, and I think that's Love beautiful that. because I also really like these lyrics it says um, basically gone are the dark clouds that had me blind it's going to be a bright sunshiny day so it's about being really positive yeah all Love cured that. and positive now I'm on HRT <laughs> Is it, is it actually, I can see clearly now the rage has gone? Yes! <laughs> and she's back. <laughs> she's back. She's back. Boom. Go on, Terry. What have you chosen then? Well, I'm probably going to lower the tone. Um, I've got a choice of two so you can, uh, you can pick can one. Can we vote? Know, yeah, you can vote. Great. So... I did some research after the last episode because I was slightly embarrassed that I'd never heard of FKA Twigs. Oh! So I, so I listened. And you're right, Helen, I did love oh. um, but Oh, great! my um, option one, just so that I can prove I'm down with the kids and not just an Enya lover, Go on. Uh, is mm-hmm. Fuck Sleep by... ASAP Rocky featuring FKA Twigs, which is actually a really... It's got, it's got beats, guys. It's really good. It's it's got it's got a line in it about Rocky. It's really good, but um, apart from the bit where it says "fuck the police," apologise to all my relatives who work in the police force. But uh, otherwise, it's quite a good song. Um, you are and then buddy. the other one, which actually I know you're going to laugh, but I've done a little straw poll of one, and someone agrees oh. with me that this is a really really inspiring tune. But this makes me feel really happy whenever I hear it, and it doesn't matter where I hear it, I love it. But the Black Beauty theme. 
Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you love, you love to remind me how that goes, Terry. Anyway, right, that's the reason not going why, on. No, oh, I really think you should put that on because it's just no. Right, right. Hear me out. Hear me out. I know it's. I know you guys are musical snobs, but it's just <laughs> no. Such no. it's such a. I'm it's, not a musical snob. No, I am. but you are. Um, but it's it's just one of those tunes that you know when you hear something that makes you feel like a child again, and you think, oh, I love that, and it just you yeah. like it. And do you know? I yeah. think I'd have that if I heard the Juliet Bravo theme tune because I loved oh, that. Oh, I used to love that. Yeah. Did anyone else get palpitations hearing Antiques Roadshow theme tune? Because you're kind of panicking, you've not done your homework on a Sunday (laughs) night. (laughs) Sunday night feeling. Oh, my God. That and songs of praise. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't choose between those two because I don't really know either of the songs, so I don't Uh, don't choose what you want, Terry. FKA Twigs is quite good, actually. It's quite a good uh, good tune. Just have them both. Have them both, Terry. I'd say I reckon have them both. Getting down with the kids, Terry. Oh, well, well I want Littlest Hobo theme tune then in that. Well, right, that no, listen. The right, 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 right. <laughs> listen. You. We're opening the floodgates here. Gentle okay. Ben. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I allowed to name my tune now? No. Yeah, well, I hadn't forgotten you, Helen. Last but not least, our leader. It's Helen. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, you'll be pleased about this, Terry, because you chose this, actually, when we were first talking about tunes, and it's Release the Pressure by Leftfield. Release the pressure. Tune. Because I'm not quite there yet. I'm working very hard on getting... You know, this is where I'm at now. I feel a lot better. I'm releasing the pressure. And actually, I was thinking about this the other day, and that album, I actually think, is my album of the 90s because I loved that album so much. Mm, Yeah. And it's some dance music. Dance music as well. We need more dance music on the playlist, definitely. Okay. Yeah, sorry about putting Jimmy Cliffin there, Helen. But never no, mind. great. No, that's great. I, I reckon, to be fair, they are all good selections. And I'm, yes. I, as much as I laughed at you then, Terry, the Black Beauty theme tune is pretty damn good. Are we letting her have it? I think she should have both. I think she should uh, have both. All right, then. Yeah. She says through gritted teeth. Anyway, <laughs> well Great done, selection, girls. Excellent. Well, that's it for this episode of FN Hormones. You'll get to hear from us again in a couple of weeks' time. But in the meantime, remember, you can check out the FN Hormones website, take a look at Perry Trump's and tot up your own score. Don't forget we're on all the socials as well. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at FN Hormones. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, do rate, review and follow. And if you write a review on Apple Podcasts, it means that more people get to hear from us too. <laughs>